point is, the end result is the same. Duty calls. I have searched the world over before you. That is so cool. You guys all just have this really tight bond. Just call me the computer whisperer. He seemed so nice and normal. You don't want to come back to my place? That smell makes me nauseous. I thought it was going to be a slow night. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Can we go now? Welcome to Beer with Buffy, everybody. I'm Josh. And I'm Rex. Today on Beer with Buffy, we're reviewing Season 6, Episode 3, Afterlife. Oh, fuck. I was so thirsty, and this is so fucking good. I was going to say, been a minute? Rex is over here creaming himself Uh, over some ginger beer. Can't hardly blame him. It's good shit. uh, Yeah, it actually... I haven't had it since we last recorded. Huh. And we... Did two episodes at once last time, so, like, it's been a minute. That's very interesting. Been a couple of weeks. We also drank a real beer before yeah. we came to our recording site. Um, so this is a slightly more legitimate episode of Beer with Buffy than, our like, our last entire season. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So you, you got us. That's our big secret. We're doing the show dry. I mean, I don't really drink that much anymore. Not like I used to. Yeah, we got old, <laughs> like, after a year or two of doing this. Like, we fuck, we started this in, what, 2018? Yeah. We so both like, would have been 34. It's been five years. 34, it's- yeah. We, we basically were babies <laughs> yeah. when we started this. Shit, we've been recording this shit for five fucking years? Yeah, yeah. That's not the first time we've oh wallowed in that novelty. I know, but I don't know. I feel particularly old as of late. The whole, you know, being 39 now, and I'm almost fucking 40. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yep. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know, until we die of old age, eventually. Yeah, I mean, it's, eventually. Yeah. Eventually. But, you know, that's... Exactly. Yeah. That's a long time away. You don't need to think long about that. Long time away. <laughs> Who thinks about that? <laughs> that's how you lose sleep. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't let the existential dread sink in. That's the whole point here. Behind beer with Buffy. You know what the trick is? Uh, I don't. The trick to not having existential dread is don't have an inner monologue. Oh, genius. Yeah, it works great for me. I'm going to get I don't right have on. An, I don't have an inner monologue. I don't have a little voice that's telling me all the little mean shit. Uh-huh. It's great. I think that's why I'm so positive and, and you know, optimistic. And completely 100% stable in every way. Oh, no, I'm not stable. I'm just optimistic and positive. Uh-huh. You know, positively punching the wall and putting my fist through it. It's it's great. Fuck a doodle-doo, Rex. <laughs> Speaking of fucking a doodle-doo, we have some executive doodle-doos. That's a hell of a segue, Rex. Yes. It's decent. <laughs> Our executive doodle-doos are Bridgen Mc... Bridgen McCloy. McCloy? Dead Serious. Callista. Allie B. Nathan Lancey. Rachel Gregory. Rachel Doodle Doo. D. Sharinghausen. Club E. Seal. Mr. Tabalicious. Sandra Craig. Jay Sommer. Christina. Catherine Parkinson. Karen Moon. Chris V. Man. Pat Likes Turtles. Scarlet Choi. Bad at changing their name heaps. K. Fr- K-Fro Horse Dildo with a BWB logo gnome. Hey, I fucking managed it. Father Defenestrato. 
Kelly MC, Jesse Rain, Alex from the Heart, and Carrie Phillips. Thank you so much. Without you, this show literally is not possible. I think she's just leaving her name like that just to make you struggle. I know. And you know what? I approve. Like, that's... That's a good... Everything I know about her says that that's exactly... That's a good... Yeah. That's a good troll. (laughs) And you know, I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm okay with that. I, I'm not. I'm not above a little friendly ribbing. Ribbing every now and then. Friendly yes. ribbing. You there, sir? <laughs> I should like to rib you. <laughs> Down with those trousers. Wait, that's not where my ribs are. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> ribbing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ribbing, not rimming. Yeah, I said ribbing. Oh, right. Well. I may have tripped over it. <laughs> I don't know. Do we have any more? Uh, Reviews or anything like that? Not that I know of. Damn. Yeah. Come on, people. We're so close to to uh, raffling off a fucking hoodie. Yeah, we want to give you free <clears throat> shit or a chance at it anyway for free. Also, free stickers. We haven't gotten any messages about free stickers. Yeah. Although I should probably double check the email just in case. That's okay. Hey, shameless plug. <laughs> I'm a little bit more active now with Wubba Lubba Pod Pod than I was. We uh, we have merch now for Wubba a Pod Pod. Hey, if you've already reviewed Beer with Buffy and you're just itching to review us again still, go review Wubba a Pod Pod instead. We could use some. And, just in general. And uh, there is a future project I'm working on of podcast related. Currently untitled project, but... Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for that, or your ear, your ears peeled for that. My earballs. Yeah, your earballs. They are peeled. peeled. <laughs> I'm not sure when any announcements will be made on that specifically, but uh, they are going to be coming soon. And also, Alex really wants you to guest on Wubble of a Pod Pod sometime. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. My brain, my brain is rough these days, man. Oh, sure. My well, brain is rough. <laughs> doesn't have to be right away. It can be anytime. Whenever, whatever. Pick an episode of Rick and Morty that you like. Honestly, it probably won't be till after Caitlin graduates. Well, that's relatively soon. Yeah, in December. That's yeah, no big deal. Whatevs. I think it's time for a mom synopsis. Joshua, what are you doing, Joshua? Oh, just getting acquainted with the consequences of my actions. <laughs> Well, don't be silly, Joshua. You've never been held accountable for anything in your life, you spoiled brat. No, that's you. You're projecting again, Mom. It's simple. All you have to do is refuse to take responsibility for anything in your life. So you admit it. You're not listening, Joshua. That would be taking responsibility, wouldn't it? Go back to getting what you deserve and reaping what you sow and all that horseradish sauce. Just like Dad did. That's correct. Everything was his fault all of the time, no matter what. And now that he's dead again, you're the man of the house, Joshua. I don't live here anymore. And you get to take his role in the family. And I'm here to make sure that you suffer eternal. I mean, are always as happy as I am. Well, I blame myself for visiting you. That's a good start, Joshua. Keep it up. (laughs) That's probably the most supportive thing you've ever said to me. Speaking of support, you still owe me interest on everything I ever bought you growing up. I'm getting what I deserve. I'm reaping what I sow. (laughs) 
Now, if you'll just hand me that red pen, Joshua, I just need to sign your father's death certificate. The goddamn pen is blue! (laughs) So it is. It's just covered in your father's blood. Silly me. Wait, so so it's official. You burned him to death after you shot him again, and he's canonically dead forever and ever. Right? Take a look and see for yourself, Joshua. Ah, jeez, it's like Christmas morning. All right, all right. Okay, here we are. Damn it, Joshua! I'll never understand quantum physics! Well... If you think you understand quantum physics, you don't understand quantum physics. That is accurate. Damn it, Joshua, stop serializing me. You're only making more work for yourself. You're not wrong, Mom, because today on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, as everyone acclimates to having Buffy back at home suddenly, especially Buffy, Willow and Tara are the first of the Scoobies to experience a series of hauntings which they later realize is a demon that was created as a side effect of the spell that brought Buffy back. They accidentally tip it off that the only way for it to survive long term is to kill Buffy. Willow and Tara do a spell to make it corporeal for Buffy to fight it more effectively, and she makes quick work of it. The ongoing theme throughout the episode is that everyone wants Buffy to be okay, and finally she admits to Spike that she feels she's living in hell because they pulled her out of heaven. Now that she's told them all what they wanted to hear, that she's grateful they rescued her, she urges Spike to keep her secret from the others. The end. God, there's not much meat there. There's a lot of languishing shit in this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are a few scenes where I was like, well, I don't have to write anything. <laughs> yeah. Neat. Yeah. Drag out. <laughs> For emotional effect. Hot damn, yes! I'm emotional. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. As soon as the sun goes down, down. Thing. I'm as so long emotional. As you play the sad piano over it. You have art. The only thing more emotional <laughs> than my emotions is my nipples. Your your nipples? You f- did I stutter? I mean, no. I but might have. I'm confused. I yeah. I'm unaware of emotional nipples. Yeah. Talk to my nipples, man. That sounds like a severe medical condition, and maybe you should go get that checked. Oh, are you a doctor? No, but that seems a bit not normal. Just saying. Thanks, Mr. Judgy McJudgerstein. Are they the source of the emotions? So or do, uh, they, do they just express the emotions? So we cold open on a dark alleyway. Willow, Tara, and Xander walk meaningfully down the alleyway. Not missing a beat from the ending of last episode. Yeah. Willow thinks Buffy must be at home. Xander's leading them a back way that he's used often for fleeing. Yay, fleeing! Wee! Xander's senses are primed for danger. Okay, not really. No, not really. A group of demons <laughs> skim past them on loud bicycles as they supposedly are leaving the city now that their leader is dead. Anya thinks Buffy is broken. Willow thinks Buffy is just traumatized from being in a hell dimension. Tara wonders if she's possibly dangerous, meaning Buffy. I have a theory that this scene was actually recorded when they recorded the previous episode. Oh, absolutely. Because there's no way that they would bring in some NPCs just to do some makeup to fucking drive by on a bike. 
Oh yeah, and also all that shit that was already on fire. Yeah, that that would be yeah. an expensive reshoot. Yeah, they, is, they were probably like, we we need to have this scene to set up for for the next episode, guys. Let's do that. Yeah, that's not unheard of to redo everything a second time for that, but that doesn't strike me as yeah the nineties <laughs> television way, right? Or early two thousands, same thing. Yeah, same. Close enough. It all bleeds together. It's fine. <laughs> Anyway, cut to Don standing in front of their house with Buffy. Yeah. Uh, who still has frizzy, poofy hair, looking dazed and confused. And possibly and dangerous. Don, and Don's being quite gentle with Buffy here, as, you know, you should. Like you do with yeah. the recently undead. I mean, to be fair, though, Don doesn't really know a whole hell of a lot of what happened. And doesn't, at this point, doesn't know how Buffy's back. Just knows that she's back. Yeah, she's... And a bit verklempt. Yeah, she's got to be confused as fuck right, right now. Like, who the hell did this? Why Why is this happening? Yeah. Um, but she's not questioning it too hard. She's like, hey, I, I think got Mostly Buffy she's just fucking happy. That, sure. Like, even if Buffy's a little off, like, she's just glad her sister's back, I think. Absolutely. And opening sequence... Meow, 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 meow. We're at the house. Don's chasing Buffy around. Uh, well, not literally chasing her around, but following her around as she yeah. blankly drones through the house. Showing her kind of the differences of things going on, you know, because Willow and Tara moved in. Makes it a little bit weird. Some furniture's yeah. been moved. Pretty much everyone. Well, okay, not everyone moved in. Just Willow and Tara, I guess. Yeah. Well, Anya and, and uh, Xander have that fancy-ass apartment. Yeah, they do. I don't know how he affords that, but okay. He's a construction worker. Oh, and she kind of owns a shop now. Yeah. Between There's, the two of them, they're, they're making bank. Proprietor of a shop. Hell, she probably has a lot of fucking stock options going on, dude. Right. Like, Anya knows money. They're probably fine. <laughs> or at least she's obsessed with it now and is learning a lot, I imagine. Exactly. Yeah. Um... Dawn gets Buffy a new shirt, does up her hair, uh, promises to take care of the wounds on her hands. Seems like that should have been the first thing you did before you put a white shirt on her. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Buffy steps suddenly into Joyce's old room, figures out that it's Willow and Tara's now just by recognizing their shit. Oh, witches live here. Yeah. Uh, she asks what else is different. Dawn mentions that Giles left, but he'll come right back when someone yeah. calls him. Buffy wonders what they'll tell him. Interesting thought. I mean, uh, hey, Buffy's alive. Get Buff your ass back to Buffy Sunnydale. Buffy came back from the dead. You should come check it out, bro. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> Spike he practically just landed, by the way. <laughs> right? Yeah, not not a whole lot of time's passed. He doesn't. He probably doesn't even get time to unpack. <laughs> I've been gone one whole day, and you're doing necromancy. Good lord. Um, uh, Spike enters downstairs, livid. We just hear a door slam, and then Dawn goes down the stairs. He's got some colorful opinions yeah. about Dawn running off on him earlier in the just in the well, he, previous episode. He's pretty fucking pissy. Yeah. Which, you know, I kind of think is warranted. Absolutely warranted in this scenario. Because, I mean, obviously... Hey, hell demons know. are on the loose. Exactly. We were out in the middle of it on a motorcycle and you fucking ran off. And then he sees Buffy 
at first, for a very brief moment, he suspects it's the Buffy bot, but then he actually, like, looks at Buffy, and the moment he really looks, he's like, oh, fuck, that's Buffy, holy shit, and then he's just kind of in shock a little bit. And whether it was because he just looked at her face or her body, um, body language, or just realized, oh, wait, it's only been maybe a half an hour or an hour since I saw how destroyed the Buffy bot was. You know what I suspect? Hmm. Smell. Oh. He's a vampire. Oh. He would be able to smell a live person versus a fucking machine. Yeah. And, I mean, did you catch the line that he starts saying? He's like, oh, I didn't realize the Buffy bot would patch up so well. Um, Yeah. But he doesn't finish that sentence. It's like, dude, you just saw the Buffy bot. Not an hour ago. There's no right. way it's repaired. Log- yeah, it logic could, it alone. It couldn't have been more than an hour. Couldn't have been. You're right. Yeah, because they were still walking down that alleyway. Exactly. Um, And... Hell, how the fuck did Dawn and fucking Buffy manage to get back to the house so fast? Damn. I mean, <clears throat> Sunnydale travel is pretty magical. Yeah. We've had that conversation yeah. before. Nobody really needs a car in Sunnydale. Right. Fuck that. That is so inaccurate for California, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> but anyway, Spike says to Don, I could kill you. I mean it. I could rip your head off one-handed and drink from your brainstem. Which is pretty graphic. Yeah. And a little violent. Probably not exactly the first thing that Buffy wants to hear. Right. Being said to his sister. Yeah. In a place that they're <laughs> trying really hard to convince her isn't a hell dimension. And uh, he sees Buffy... Thinks she's the bot. Uh, he thinks Dawn was responsible for bringing her back. Which, given what happened with, with her Joyce, mom, yeah. like, that's understandable. Not unreasonable. Like, <laughs> this is like the one of the first episodes for a long time <laughs> where I'm not like, fuck Spike. What a motherfucker. Right. Um, they're, they're really turning him around. And I think they're, they're absolutely doing it on purpose. Yeah. Um, it's it's the low before the storm. Yeah. They want to really make it hurt later. <laughs> Great. So he sees Buffy's hands and tells Dawn to get bandages and mercurochrome. Yeah, what the fuck is that? I looked it up. Mercurochrome was banned by the FDA in 1998 because it didn't actually work as an antiseptic and it contained fucking mercury. Oh, yay. Yeah. And you're just rubbing it into open wounds. <laughs> Never mind that you get mercury poisoning if it touches your bare skin. Yeah. And they're just like, well, hey, there, there rub are, this. To be fair, though, there are circum- some circumstances where mercury can be a component of, of something because it mercury is an element. Therefore, it can be like in a molecule. And because there are cer- some circumstances where mercury can be safe if it's part of another molecule that can be safe. All right. But the fact that it's an antiseptic that doesn't work as an antiseptic. And this is <clears throat> 2000 because this is season six. So this is 2005. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, no, no. no 90, it's not. It's 2002. I'm sorry. Yeah, 2002. Starts in 97. So 2002. So it's been banned for like three, four years. Yeah. So he's showing his age a bit, <laughs> yeah, like not even on the large scale, just like, hey, why don't you keep Hell, up with, with your- how old he is? He could just be like, get the leeches. I mean, <laughs> when's, when's the last time he needed to use an antiseptic? 
So yeah. can't really blame yeah. him there. I That's suppose. a good point. No, I like the exchange here because uh, Spike's like her hands. And Don says, um, yeah, I was going to fix them. I don't know how they got like that. And then he gets very serious, as I do. Clawed her way out of a coffin, that's how. And Buffy's like, yeah, yes, I did. Mm -hmm. I'm now in the coffin clawing club. Hey! The CCC, as it were. (laughs) (laughs) Not nearly as fun as the Mile High Club. No. No. Which, from what I've heard... It's the Six Feet Underground Club. Oh, it's the Six Feet Underground Okay. Well, from what I've heard, the Mile High Club isn't all that fun anyway. Have you ever been in an airplane bathroom? Yes, I have. That isn't a place you want to fuck. It's not really a place you want to fuck. No, uh, it can't be sanitary. Also, also, there's no way that sound doesn't carry out. All right. Yeah, you'd have to be super quiet. You're basically in a cardboard box for fuck's sake and everybody <laughs> sees you go in yeah they know that there's two people in there yeah. um maybe okay maybe there's some planes maybe some of the like really big fancy fucking jumbo jet ones maybe but none of the planes i've been in no <laughs> don't fuck in those bathrooms no even even the jumbo jet ones i doubt it <clears throat> Even if there's like a, a handicap stall, probably not. I mean, they do have those those one some of those planes that have like fucking bars and shit in them. Sure. Yeah. No. There's there's big luxury liner jumbo jets as well. I mean, that's that's what I based my zombie panic level off from. Yeah. People are like, "There's a bar in this fucking airplane." I'm like, "Yeah, it's a thing. Bite me. Bite me." Anyway. Uh, so the the rest of the Scoobies show up all in a kerfuffle. Hold on, hold on. Just before, right before then, Buffy asks how long she's been gone, and Spike knows to the day. Oh yeah, one hundred and forty eight days. One hundred and forty eight days, or rather one hundred and forty seven, because today doesn't count. Obsess much? Yeah, like that's a bit much. There's part of me. Part of me is like, yeah, that's kind of endearing, but it's also not. It's a little creepy. Right. Like, there's there's a certain angle that that... And granted, there's a lot of things that can come up where, like, depending on how you look at it, depending on the direction at which you're looking at it, can be romantic or creepy. It depends. I think a the lot fact- of romance can easily be uh, interpreted as creepy. Well, It's all a matter of perspective. There's two lines that determine whether it's creepy or romantic. One, both parties have to consent. And two, both parties have to want there to be some kind of relationship. Hmm. Since this is not that, it's creepy. It's a little creepy. So, yeah, then the rest of the Scoobies all run in, and they're all worked up, and... They're a bit fucking much. They're a bit much. I mean, you can't can't blame them, but also, guys, calm your tits. Calm down. They're very overbearing. They're way, like... They have very emotional... She literally just came back from the dead. You need to take a step back and lower your fucking voice. They have very emotional nipples right now. Um, I are the nipples the source of the emotion or just the conduit? You'll never know, Rex. So Don finally gets in a well-earned jab, 
at all of them as she figures out that they are responsible for bringing Buffy back. She's like, you knew she was back. And uh, Don tells them all to back off and give her space multiple times yeah. as they're berating her with inane questions. It's like me at my fucking grandma's house. Like, that's the fourth time you've asked me if I want some toast. I do not. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, if the 15-year-old is the only one who's being fucking sensible in the room, for fuck's sake. Yeah, something's gone horribly wrong. Uh, but finally, Buffy says she just wants to sleep. Willow excitedly tells her uh, she should be happy because she did it. Even yeah. though they, even though they really don't have a clue exactly what they did, <laughs> Buffy dodges the comment by repeating that she's tired. Um, uh, get a, a fun little line from Anya here. Well, yeah, the jet lag from hell's got to be the jet lag from hell. <laughs> uh, I, I also had that as quote of the day. Anya's just on fire this episode. She's like the oh, yeah. only source of comedic relief this entire episode. Painfully so. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy wants to fight with weapons. I've got it covered from A to Z. From axe to the other axe. I'm fairly certain I said no interruptions. Uh, cut to outside. Anya doesn't think that Buffy's normal at all. No. And, like, I mean, for fuck's sake, she's in shock. And jet lag. And jet lagged, yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I was wondering about that. Like, would your sleep schedule just pick up where it left off from? Or how, you know, where did they set the I mean, variables? Did you get zeroed out? Like, I imagine that Does she still raised, have scars that she had from right? before? Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, but it's I, regenerated all of her flesh. Yeah. That is an interesting question. Hmm. Are her ears still pierced? Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, have you ever slept too much? Yeah. Like, overslept? And just think think of how fucking awful it is to wake up from that. And, like, your body is so super heavy, and you're like, oh, my God, I didn't fucking move, and you're, like, super groggy. It's got to be that times fucking 20. To be raised from the fucking dead? Maybe. I, I mean, mean, for fuck's sake, her body didn't move for 148 fucking days. It's not like she was sleeping, though. Right. She's but been like, magically regenerated, though. I don't think it's quite the same thing. Yeah, maybe. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. Though. What if it was like she was just in a coma? I mean, you're pretty stiff and fucking... She Your certainly, muscles are atrophied after a coma. She's certainly mentally jarred as if she oh, were yeah. in a coma. Well, in the last episode, they showed a bit of the like fogginess of her perception and shit. Yeah. So, like, I that to me looked like being groggy and just you know waking up with a hangover practically. So, sure, yeah, let's go with that. But anyway, we're outside. Anya doesn't think that Buffy's normal at all. Xander estimates oh, a week, and she'll be buffering again. Um, which I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. That that would just mean that she's lagging and waiting for a better internet connection. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> See what I did there? I did. And you know what? That was actually rather clever. Uh, you well, took the joke the the joke that they tried to make, and you made it actually funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that they were trying to make that joke. Uh, I mean, this was pre-YouTube. 
Yeah, people, you're right. The and word it, buffering wasn't way necessarily YouTube. common use yet. This was this was pre-internet videos. I don't think you could even. I think this might have been pre-GIF. No. Oh, hold on. I gotta. I gotta. There look were GIFs in '02. I graduated high school in '02. Man, there were GIFs. Assholes were pronouncing it GIF. They were eating peanut butter. Okay. What well, the that yeah the GIFs had still. to have been. Invented in somewhere in the 90s. They're our age. <laughs> they were invented in... They were in... 84? Initial release was 87. Oh, okay. Uh, the updated latest release was 89. <laughs> they have not been updated since 1989. Wow. Okay, so... Fun fact. I can't timeline. <laughs> Good to know. Remember that, that, everyone. That being said, the internet was still super fucking slow at this point and still super young. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's still super fucking young today. Oh, God. Yeah. I think compared to where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, oh, in, yeah. In the next century, it's still in yeah. its infancy. Oh, God. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, anyway, Xander spots Spike leaning against the tree in the front yard and accuses him of wanting to get his little obsession started up again. Uh, Spike is displeased by this. I, just, I wanted to just mention, because he slams Xander against the tree. Yeah. And a nice little, I guess, nod in acting is that when Spike does it, he winces. Because mm-hmm. of the chip in his head. Oh, Spike winced. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. Because I thought about that. I was like, ooh, you're dangerously he close. Winces. He winces when he does it. And uh, I thought it was strange that uh, Xander actually seemed put off by this. Um, right? It's like, Xander, you can lay waste to him. You know that. Because um, yeah. he can't <laughs> really work through the pain to do anything serious damage to you. Did, uh, did you write down his whole diatribe? Not his, not his whole diatribe, but... I did say that he's mad at them for not telling him about their plans to bring her back. Uh, he supposes Willow knew that if something went wrong and she didn't come and she didn't come back right, but some small part of her was still Buffy, he wouldn't let them get rid of what came back. Uh, Xander dodges this with some nice whataboutism. Uh, he's like, yeah, don't tell me you're not happy about it. And uh, as it did, you did you want to do his whole diatribe? No, no. I, so I just want to make mention here. As I've mentioned on the podcast before, um, one of my favorite book series, Dresden Files, Steve, yep. uh, James Marsters does the audiobook for it. Yep. And there is a point in the audiobooks when something super tragic is happening. Something super tragic is happening. And the voice acting that James Marsters pulls off in this part literally brings me to tears every fucking time. And this moment when he's saying this, this whole thing you hear that there's a this specific quality in his voice that hits me and it fucking it stabbed deep into my heart here man it hit me hard hmm. and it was it's the same little like it's amazing acting because it, he even has a little like break in his voice when he's talking in this moment and it just it cuts deep hmm. god damn i love him as an actor so fucking yeah much. he's a, he's a great actor Honestly, um, he adds- honestly, I would argue that he is the best fucking actor this show has seen. Very possible. Maybe, only arguably, Anthony Stewart had. Ooh, yeah. Outside of that, like... I thought you were going to say Sarah Michelle Gellar. 
She's good. Don't get me wrong. She's good. I think he is better. I think sometimes <clears throat> he adds more depth to the character of Spike than the character of Spike deserves. Yeah, actually, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know your place, James Marsters. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. So anyway, as he jumps on his uh, stolen motorcycle. Um, I mean, stolen from. Right. A demon who also very likely stole it from a person. Fun fact, we actually see this motorcycle for like five or six episodes. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like he hangs on to this for a while. Yeah. But as he jumps on his motorcycle looking all extra badass, yeah. he's like, that's the thing about magic. There's always consequences. <laughs> always. We call that foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's some minor consequences that we're about to talk about. Sorry to jump back just to what you said about him giving more depth than that he should to Spike. This is kind of one of those moments, actually, mm. I think, because like he is supposed to just be obsessed. He is still a soulless vampire. Mm -hmm. He maybe shouldn't have quite this depth of emotion in him that he relays with his delivery of this these lines. Yeah. What an asshole. Such a terrible actor. Uh, <laughs> cut to Buffy's room. Uh, Buffy stares into her mirror. Yeah, and like then you do. Cut over to Willow and Tara's room. Willow has called Giles. He's on his way back with no small amount of delots and audible glasses cleaning. <laughs> yeah. I actually heard him clean his glasses. <laughs> that fucking cracked me up. Oh, And Willow and Tara are talking about the situation. And, you know, Tara basically is like, no, look, stop putting on a brave face. We're in the room. It's just you and me. Fucking open up about it. And she does, luckily. What? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I'm a bad person. I knew that. It's just your vagina and my vagina <laughs> looking at each other, licking our lips. I... <laughs> Oh, oh. I, I wasn't going to say it. You were a bad person. I know that. I wasn't going to say it. You made me say it. I didn't make you say it. <laughs> yes, you did. Take responsibility for your own inappropriate behaviors. I cut out a large chunk, everybody, where he he uh, he, he was like strangling me. Bullshit. And it was like. Stop lying to our he, listeners. He, he, he yelled at me. He, he was he was hurting me. He was like, "You would tell me that joke. You are a liar." <laughs> <laughs> I'm highly inappropriate. Oh jeez, oh jeez. I'm sorry. I, I, in all seriousness, I know it is very problematic to, um, you know, sexualize uh, lesbian couples. Like that's a real problem. Yeah, with it is. Normies out there fetishizing but you know we're not here to get into that right i yeah. thought it, I, it just <laughs> it was funny though. i just want to note that i wrote down in my book that they have a cuddle that's it oh they have a cuddle that's special they're i mean upset, they're sad <laughs> and they have a cuddle 
<laughs> what, totally appropriate. It makes you feel any better. What I said, I did not write down. It was not pre-planned. <laughs> okay, that's uh, uh, it. Just it does actually make me feel a little better. <laughs> it just popped into my head. <laughs> so licking their lips though. That just because like. Sixty nine. Uh, 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 oh, who's the dirty one now? Rex? You started it. I did, in fact. <laughs> I will own that one. <laughs> you're welcome, all of you. You're all welcome. <laughs> so. Frankly, it's ludicrous to have these interlocking bodies and not interlock. So Tara coaxes out of Willow her worries about the situation. She doesn't seem uh, Buffy, in, um, I mean, doesn't seem feral like Angel did when he came out of the hell dimension. Tara supposes that they were all so ready for it to go wrong that they weren't prepared for it to go right. And but Willow worries. And that that's an actual thing. Though. Yeah, I like, believe it. This is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Willow worries that if it went right, why isn't Buffy happy? Why didn't she thank her? And Tara assures her that Buffy just needs time. And I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing right. to assume. Like, for fuck's sake, let her at least acclimate to being alive again. Yeah, it's only it's been like two hours. Right. Come on. She didn't say thank you. Yeah. Uh, spiritual whiplash, bitch. Maybe dig up her <laughs> coffin first next time. Yeah. Maybe she'll be more apt to thank you. <laughs> next time. Okay. So Do better homework. Yeah. Cut to Buffy's room. Yeah, where, of course, she is not sleeping. Not yet. Uh, yeah. She's looking at pictures in uh, first in a frame that's her and Xander and Willow. And then she walks over to a collage on the wall where everyone's faces suddenly turn to skulls. And that's where I nope right the fuck out. <laughs> right. It's like, nope. <laughs> Don't do that. That's not a thing that I like. I just want to note. Like, obviously, we don't see it in this moment, but essentially what we learn is that she saw this and she's like, oh, that's just me. And then went to fucking bed. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just because I was just resurrected. I suppose that's, that's probably that's how normal. Fucking jaded Buffy is. <laughs> Part for the course. Her friends' faces are dead in the pictures, but then they weren't. So, uh, hey, it fixed itself. <clears throat> <laughs> uh yeah they go back to normal cut over to willow and tara's room a bit later yeah well there's a commercial break nice yeah. little commercial break sure if yeah and then it's the middle of the night now yep suddenly smash glass breaks against the headboard and buffy's standing over them scarily berating them for what they've done yeah got a couple the, couple lines here who yeah it's yeah uh, what did you do do you know what you did? You're like children. Your hands smell of death. Bitches. Filthy little bitches. Rattling the bones. Did you cut the throat? Did you pat its head? Suddenly talking about the deer now, I guess. Right. Um, <clears throat> uh, the blood dried on your hands, didn't it? 
You were stained. You still are. I know what you did. What a fucking nightmare. Right? <coughs> oh, Damn. dude, the, the line, bitches, filthy little bitches rattling the bones, that, like, the fucking delivery of that was oh, man. just, like... My scalp is tingling. Yeah. Just woof. Uh, woof. Also, just Sarah Michelle Gellar's delivery of the lines, just fucking intense. Oh, yeah. It's fucking intense. I mean, before you find out that it's it wasn't Buffy, I'm just like... Oh, shit, you brought her back from the dead, and she's pissed. <laughs> she's pissed. That's even more scary. That's so much more scary than what's actually going on. So- oh, and, and though, like, to me, because Willow reaches over and turns the fucking light on, and, and Buffy's gone. The oh, glass is gone. And that's like that just- extra nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's that's where. Hey, honey, we're gonna go get a hotel room. Yeah, that's where the fucking go music starts playing in my head, <laughs> and I'm like, shoes, wallet, keys, underwear. Okay, bye. <laughs> I gotta go back just for this. If I could even get that far, I'd probably just be out of the house and just running. <laughs> yeah. <I'd... laughs> you know what? <laughs> just grab your credit card. Buy some shit at Walmart, (laughs) start a new life, miles and miles and miles away. (laughs) So Willow turns the light on, Buffy's gone. Uh, There's also no glass in the bed from the crystal ball that she broke. Thank God, though, because, like, that would be awful. That'd be a bitch to clean. Um, And the crystal ball itself is still perfectly intact on the table. They check Buffy's room. She's fast asleep in bed. I'm not sure I'd have had the balls to open her bedroom door. Right. Frankly. <laughs> you open the door and she's like right, she's right there. there. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Fuck you. You open the door and immediately as soon as her face like peeks out from the crest. Bitches. Bitches. <laughs> filthy bitches. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's where the horror story was. This could have gone an entirely different Someone direction. Someone put shit in my pants. <laughs> what? It's from an old comic book, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Okay. Dude's on a date, and he's like, "Oh, I got, I, I gotta go to the bathroom," and like, this is all thought bubbles. And he's, but he's on this date. And he's like, "Oh, I don't want to get up, and I'm on this first date," and he's like, "Oh, maybe it's just gas," and he's like, "Okay, maybe, maybe I'll just, I'll just." Let it out slowly. Oh, oh God, that wasn't gas. <laughs> and then he just suddenly jumps up from his date and runs out of the room and screams, somebody put shit in my pants. <laughs> it was a very fucked up comic. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. There it is. One of my favorite lines in, in, the, in that comic is... Uh, He's screaming about a blood-painted wall, and he says, I have to keep it wet. It changes color when it dries. So there you go. Wow. All right. There you go, everyone. Shameless plug for Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Uh, Created by the guy who made Invader Zim. That explains everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, fucking... Uh, Nickelodeon went to the dude who made that comic and was like, hey, you want to make a cartoon? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. 
so Willow and Tara go downstairs um, and they see the picture frames on the wall rattle and something moving, uh, some sort of uh, distortion or a, a lump. There's a lump, yeah, crawling, a lump in the wall. Claw, crawling through the wall. It looks like the, the fucking scarabs under the skin from that fucking mummy movie. Yeah, yeah. Or a smaller version of um, the worms from Tremors. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But I think the scarabs, that's, yeah. a much, that's a much more apt description. It's also really, really <laughs> shitty CG. Not good CG. <laughs> so... Uh, they decide to go call for help. Cut to Xander and Anya's house. Anya's trying to wake up Xander because she's bored, I guess. I mean, you'd have to be. Hold, hold, hold on. Before we get to Xander's place, I did want to make a mention of a quote. Um, as Willow and Tara are talking about the, the whole situation, Willow's like, what the frilly heck is going on? And Tara's like, maybe we dreamed it. And Willow goes, right, right. Uh, wrong. Different brains. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, barely. Right. Like they, yeah, they can telepathically <laughs> communicate. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's actually a good point. Mm. I just thought it was funny that like it actually took a moment before they're like, oh wait, no, we're different people. We <laughs> couldn't have the same dream. Yeah, no, that that was a funny moment. You're right. But then we uh, we cut to Xander at Anya's house. Anya's trying to wake up Xander because she's bored. I guess. I mean, <laughs> you'd have to be to want to play the word game that she proposes. She says. Now, I'm going to describe an adjective with accurate but misleading <laughs> clues, and you have to guess what the word is. Is that a real game? I, I have no fucking clue. I feel like that's one of those shitty family board games that they pitch as a party game. Right, yeah. Like fucking I Spy. Some, some shit like that. <sighs> I fucking hate those goddamn games. I hate guessing. Like, I hate <laughs> guessing in general. Right. It's basically charades, but... Like, you know that moment anytime it's like, hey, guess what? And people expect you to guess? No, fuck that. Or like, oh, there, here's this interesting piece of data I have. Can you guess what it is? No. No, I can't guess. I want you to just fucking tell me. I fucking hate guessing. I mean, if there's parameters, though, <clears throat> it can be kind of fun. I hate guessing. I fucking it's, hate it. It's more fun for the person who's um, waiting for your guess, I suppose. Yeah, you ruined it for me when I wanted you to guess who we were interviewing on the show. I, I hate guessing. Yeah, turns out I found out the hard way. <laughs> Boring. Um, so I forgot that came up on the show before. It it didn't. When I informed you, when I came and found you at oh, work. Oh, right, yeah. 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 I forgot about it. Yeah, I could right, not fucking I, wait. I was like, I need yeah. to go tell Rex right the fuck. No. <laughs> um that we got Harry Groner on the podcast. By the way, go check that episode yeah. out. It's called The Mayor. <laughs> you can also watch it on YouTube. You can, in fact. It's a rare sighting of of Rex on camera. Yeah. You're you're either welcome or I'm sorry. Hey, I'm, not <laughs> I'm told I'm a handsome man. Uh, That's nice. I'm happy for you. Because I'm not your type. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck you. Yeah, no. All right. You're not my type either. We've got business to take care of. <laughs> Someone's got emotional nipples over here. And it's not me. But no, seriously. But it's also Are me. they the source or the conduit? Do the emotions just flow through the nipples or do they produce the nipples? You're a bad person, Rex. You're a bad person. I just want to know. 
It's it's one of those philosophical questions that can never really be answered. One nipple is the chicken. The other nipple is the egg. That makes even less sense. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I'm not in your room. I'm in the hallway. The hallway doesn't belong to you. Mom, I could stand in the hallway, right? My friend Sharon's older brother knows a girl who died because she choked on her boyfriend's tongue. So, uh, Anya's trying to get Xander to play a stupid word game. Right. The phone rings. That wakes Xander right up. He's groggy, but he answers, and Willow tells him what's up. Uh, I like that Anya, like, momentarily pretends to be asleep when the phone rings. Oh, did she? Yeah. I missed that. That's funny. Uh, but, uh, he, he immediately tells Willow and Tara to get the fuck out of the house, and I'm like, duh. Did you need Xander to tell you that? But uh, if you needed Xander to tell you that, you're in the wrong business. Absolutely. I think you've been doing a little too much witchcraft and you're a little too desensitized to this shit. (laughs) And then Anya comes into the room, white eyed, cackling and cutting her face with a kitchen knife. That one fucked me up. Yeah. I forgot that. And you hear the cackling uh, in the background just a little bit first. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, dude, I, I remembered the skulls. The like pic- the skulls in the pictures, like I remembered that that happened. Yeah, and I rem- that always I vaguely- just reminds me of a Goosebumps novel. Yeah, um, and I vaguely remembered the whole like Buffy like screaming and then disappearing when the lights come on. Mm-hmm. Like I had a vague recollection of that. I did not remember the whole Anya cutting her face thing. Well, now you do. That like also though that like that was. Kind of shockingly graphic. A little bit. Like, that hit hard. Self-harm warning, everybody. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, Xander takes the knife. Anya falls to the floor in a slump. We see the same bad CG lump run away through the floor this time of Xander's apartment. bad CG lumps causing all sorts of problems. Man, don't you get yourself a bad CG lump. You're going to have a bad time, okay? Uh, Next day... Anya suggests that it's a hitchhiker demon. I'm kind of disappointed that the like wounds didn't stay. Mm. Like I think it would have been a higher emotional impact if she had, if they had like put a bandage on her face. Yeah, you know if there had been some kind of stakes. Yeah, right. But Anya suggests that it's a hitchhiker demon that latched onto Buffy on her way back from the dead. Yeah, they decide to kill it, and Buffy's all in on that. She's all for killing demons. Anything to deflect people asking her if she's okay. Or and, I mean, of course, they're like, no, you shouldn't worry about it. You don't have to worry about anything. We'll handle this. Yeah. Or, you know, in any way, draw attention to her in regards to being happy about being back. Yeah. She does mention that she saw the pictures turn to dead faces and then back again. Yeah. And this is when she d- says that, oh, I just thought it was me and I went to bed. <laughs> And uh, Anya oh, the, li- the life that woman lives. <laughs> Anya has a silly ass moment here. She's like, "Yeah, you know, I just figured it was me that I was going crazy." Anya says, "Well, maybe you are going crazy from hell." <laughs> and Willow gives Anya a stern look, and Anya's like, "No, you're fine. <laughs> Fuck off, Anya." 
cut to the magic box. Or wait, weren't we already at the magic box? No, they were outside in the backyard of the house. Oh, okay. So well, yeah, we cut, cut cut to the magic box. <gasps> the, the magic, magic box. box, and we are cutting to it. Yes. Uh, they're all researching at the round table, like they do. Yeah. Uh, they've got a list of possibilities based on you know the the kind of methods that this demon is using. Sure. Uh, on that list are big bone eaters and small bone eaters. Mm-hmm. That's how you categorize it. Yeah. Definitely. And Anya points out that the small bone eaters are the ones who would eat the bones that Dawn has. Because she's small. Yeah. Buffy blurts out in the middle of all this boring shit that she misses Giles. Willow tries meekly to be reassuring that they'll figure it out, but Buffy wants to go patrol and leaves with barely another word about it as everybody's trying to be weirdly supportive. Dawn calls after her that she'll be fine with the others, and uh, she's like, I think that's a good idea, Buffy. You should go do that. Don't worry about me. I'll be just fine here. (laughs) Camera cuts back to Dawn's face, who is now white-eyed. And smirking. Yeah. Dawn's basically like, don't you want to be overbearing again? (laughs) (laughs) I just want you to be overbearing again. (laughs) I missed it. (laughs) Yeah. It it is kind of like Dawn misses it. Well, yeah. I mean, you'd be amazed what kind of things you miss when someone's gone. Right. It's how she knew that Buffy cared. Yeah. I guess. Even if it did... Make her fucking miserable all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> weird how that works. Cut to the graveyard. Buffy saunters around blankly. I literally wrote in my notes, Buffy going through the motions. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because the shot's basically just from that song. It's where it starts. <clears throat> they very purposefully line up the shot so that a statue of uh, an angel behind gives her angel wings. I didn't catch that. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. She's, because uh, the camera's not moving right? Uh, at first until she gets right in line with that angel, and then the camera starts moving with her. Oh, I'm disappointed I missed that. I, I I could use some good cinematography these days. Mm, yeah, that's all right. I caught it for you. Excellent. Go back and watch it. And cut back to the magic box. Where Anya gets the boss a coffee. (laughs) Is it number one or number two? I just want to know how much time I have. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, No. Anya comes in babbling about finding a 24-hour coffee shop. She literally gets the boss a coffee. But Anya is the boss. Right. Um, But she she found it. Actually, no. She got herself a coffee. Willow's the boss. Because remember... Xander even had to make a, a little plaque that said, Willow, the boss of us. Oh, yeah. So Willow's the boss. Willow is so the boss. Anya, in fact, did get the did boss of coffee. The boss. <laughs> <laughs> Crockett gets the boss of coffee. Jesus. <laughs> what is wrong with me that Rex is the one quoting Ace Ventura? That's all right. Uh, Anya comes in babbling about finding a 24-hour coffee spot that used to be a bookstore. I miss co- I miss 24-hour coffee shops. Wouldn't that be nice? <clears throat> and she says she babbles on to it being evolution without the getting better part cuz you know Yeah, cuz it was it was a bookstore that got a coffee shop and then 
it became just a coffee shop. And then it was more about coffee than books, and then it's just coffee. Um, I mean, I beg to differ that it's evolution That's... without getting better. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with books, but also not that there's anything wrong with coffee. Right. Uh, if I mean, you give the people what they want. Yeah. Uh, Anya says Don's too young for coffee. Don turns white-eyed to the group. Idiot! Everyone looks at Don in surprise, and Anya's like, you can have my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeds to blow fire onto the table. Don does, yeah. Yes. She spouts out some creepy shit like Buffy did in the bedroom. Yep. Then she breathes fire on the whole Scooby gang, falls over unconscious. The bad CG lump makes another run for it. Xander puts out the fire with a pillow. Uh, Handy that, th- that he happened to have a pillow there. Yeah, well, we've got a nice little hangout spot over there. Yeah. I'm jealous of it, really. Right? Right? Very, very, very jealous. Honestly, if I owned a, a store like that, I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just hang out here sometimes. Yeah, I want a little hayloft <clears throat> and a pillow corner. And one of there those... is a loft in the in the magic box. Fantastic. Yes, yeah. yes, there is. It's where they keep the special books. And I want a conversation pit. Yeah. With that's where most of the pillows and couches would be, actually. Yeah, yeah. Some I don't know something about. Oh God, I miss having a place that I could hang out in, like yep. and have people over. Mm. Um, Anya Post says, pandemic sucks. <laughs> yeah, this pandemic that's definitely still not going. Oh yeah, it's it's still going. Yeah, no, there's <clears> a <throat> there's a new variant and everything. Yeah, that's all right. It just keeps getting more transmissible but less deadly. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine. Anya says, did I look like that? I hope I didn't look like that. Well, it's like, no, I'm sure you looked really glamorous cutting up your face. Right. And that was seemed to be a sobering comment for Anya. But also just after that, after Dawn wakes up, Anya winning points again. I bet you'll experience some dry mouth. You know, fire. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> So, yeah, Anya's on fire today, as I mentioned, no pun intended. Um, so they wonder where it went, the uh, the bad CG lump. Anya closes it up with, I mean, evil things have plans. They have things to do. Cut to evil things not having anything to do. Yeah. Spike's crypt. Well, he does punch a wall. He does. Yeah, because... All he can do is sit and spin. About the wall said bad things about his mother. I bet it did. Yeah, he's <laughs> such a mama's boy. Uh, he's he's pacing. I mean, he was. Hmm. He was, in fact, a mama's boy. That sounds accurate. I forget. It's fine. Uh, Spike's pacing aggravatedly. Punches a rock wall. I think it was rock. Uh, fucks up his knuckles just like Buffy's. Uh. And uh, Spike hears something. Grabs a knife and sneaks upstairs. It looked like a crazy-ass knife, too. It's called a kukri. Ooh. Um, I forget where it originates, but, yeah, it's a forward curved blade. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite kind of knives. I want to say it looks Australian, but that's just because I... Is, I think it's African. Because I grew up watching Crocodile Dundee. Right. But mm. that was just a Bowie knife. Right. No, I I think it's African, but I might be wrong. Now I need to look it up. Hmm. Was it a machete? No, it wasn't no, a machete. No, it, it was a kukri. No, I mean in Crocodile Dundee. Oh, no, that was that was just a big-ass fucking knife. <laughs> so you've played Knifey Spoonie before. So 
See, uh, see, it's I, a kukri. I see. I believed you. And I it mean, originates in South Asia. South Asia. So it's it's actually uh, originates in India. Who knew? Man, those guys will fuck you up, huh? Yeah. So uh, he finds Buffy standing there with her back to him. He quips about uh, being careful around here. Uh, you never know what villain has a knife to your back. <laughs> like him. Yeah. Okay. She notices his fresh, broken knuckles. Um, hey, look, they match. Right? She's like, yeah, your knuckles are fucked up, too. <laughs> And he goes to set his knife down and make some awkward conversation. Well, he's trying to lighten the mood with a joke that's not particularly all that funny. Willow's getting pretty strong, bringing you back. It's hard to get a good night's death around her. Here. No, her. He says her. Mm. He says it's hard to get a it's hard to get a good night's death around her, referring to Willow. Mm. I double checked it. Okay, well, it sounds like here, and it works either way. Yeah. But yeah, it, eh, not really the time to try and lighten the mood, buddy. Or is it? I think it's always time to lighten the mood. Whatever. She sits down. He babbles on about furniture for a moment. Then after Buffy just stares blankly for a minute, he goes on to how he regrets not having protected Dawn, because if he had, Buffy never would have, would have had to jump. And although he uh, he didn't save her life that night, he saved her every night in his head since then. Excuse me, Buffy, while I unburden myself of guilt at you. Hey. Welcome back. <laughs> hey. Um, I mean, it's a sweet sentiment, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's expressing remorse and regret and... It's it's something. I think it's a little bit also of like I'm a tortured soul. Feel woe, bad for me. Woe is me. I mean, comfort me with your bosom. But also refresh my memory. When exactly the fuck did he fail to protect Dawn? I thought he did as best he could. Got he got taken hostage, tortured, never gave it up. Right. What like, I don't remember what he's being all self piteous about. I mean, he's. He blames himself because that's what he's doing. Like there doesn't need to be much logic behind it. Because I mean, people blame themselves for all sorts of things that they have no real power over. Yeah, Glory was gonna find them one fucking way or another. Yeah, I forget exactly how she did, but I don't know. Uh, you know what? Somebody give us a call at two six nine seven four three zero seven eight three. Because yeah, I could use a refresher on what the hell he's on about. I could, in fact, as well. Anyway, so I'll just accept that he knows what he's talking about, canonically, that he fucked something up. But if he is just being a self-piteous, needlessly self-piteous little a-hole, that bothers me. Yeah, and I I think he is, honestly. I think he is. <sighs> but I don't know for certain. Yeah. Drake. Fancy bugger on some level maps for one thing. I got quite a few demons out to me these days. It's blood! It's what I do! Well, cut back to the magic box. Xander chats with Tara, who's musing about liking Sunrise more when getting up early than staying up late. 
because I can agree with that because it's like seeing it from the wrong side. I personally think it depends on how much fun you had that night. Yeah. Or conversely, how how rested you are when you get up that morning. Yeah. Context is everything. It's all about perspective, Rex. Yeah. Uh, Willow shouts out, Thaumogenesis! Thaumogenesis. Thaumogenesis. Guess what, Josh? We've seen Thaumogenesis before in this series. Go on. It happened in one of our favorite episodes. Oh? When... Fuck, what was that character's name? When Jonathan cast that spell that altered the entire reality, Mm. that was also... Thermal Genesis, but they didn't call it that. Because he cast that spell that altered reality and it created a demon. Did it? Yep. Huh. That sounds like a good example. Yeah. I feel like that's probably not the only example. But it is the, like, that's. Throughout the, the series, I mean. The only other time that it happened in the series. But there, there could be others. I mean, I mean, none are coming to mind no, immediately. Like, the, this is also from the wiki that it's like, this is specifically that happened fucking before. Fucking wiki. Okay. I researched. That's nice. Um, basically, I just like that it's a callback. It's a nice little callback. Did, they, they, actually, did like, they call it Thaumogenesis at the time? No, they didn't. But it's at least some level of continuity of magic working. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, good for them. Bravo. Hap, 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 happy. <laughs> but yeah, the, the point that Willow's making is that it's not a demon that hitched a ride. It's a demon that they actually made because that is just part of casting this kind of big, dangerous spell. Right. And Anya interprets that as a gift with purchase. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's in retail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And if they kill it, it would undo the spell. Don gets very pissy and irrational about this very quickly. Yeah, and pointedly not listening to a word anyone is saying. Because yeah. absolutely no one said, we're going to banish this thing and get rid of Buffy. Yeah, she's a bit ahead of herself. And, uh, yeah, I it's understandable. It's understandable. Right. It, it's her sees- trauma speaking. I get that. Yeah, she sees an opening for a threat to her sister, whom she just got back. Um, I get it. Um, Don. Yeah, she's yelling at Willow that you can't fuck with people like that. Can't give her back and take her away again. And then uh, Willow reads on to find that it's just temporary. The only way it can survive is if it kills Buffy. Uh, Xander's eyes immediately go white and he's like, thanks for the tip. And then the lump runs off in the floor. Yep. Xander falls to the floor in a slump and cuts his little puppet, cuts his little puppet strings. Yeah. Now. So we all know how this episode ends. Yeah. So I'm just going to ask this question right now. Um, they can't kill it because then it would undo the spell right they can't banish it i know that much but if buffy kills it in self-defense it (laughs) it doesn't undo the spell maybe okay 
and there's nothing that specifically would point to this, but maybe the spell that Willow and Terra do that makes it corporeal was kind of like finishing the thing that the demon had to do. So rather than the demon having to kill Buffy to become a real boy, they just made the demon a real boy so that Buffy could just kill it. Oh, okay. You brought that together. I, I wasn't really on board with you, but yeah, I actually kind of like that theory. That's my best. That's the best I got. All right, because otherwise it's a big ass gaping plot. Yeah, hole. it is. <laughs> not uh, not not worth an emporium, but it certainly would be. Uh, they definitely sell those there. A prominent item. They definitely sell those there <laughs> at the emporium. <laughs> yeah, so we cut back to Buffy's house, where we see a ghostly apparition follow Buffy upstairs. Commercial break. Yeah, no small amount of. Suspense here. <laughs> it follows her to the bedroom and starts hassling her by poking at her insecurities. You don't belong here. I had an old person literally tell me that one time. <laughs> really? You can't be here. <laughs> Granted, I was living in a, a 55 oh, right. trailer yeah, I park recall that now. at the time. I literally was not allowed to be there. But also, you know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was broke. <laughs> um it follows, uh, yeah, you you don't belong here. Did they tell you pretty lies? Did they even give you a choice? Buffy takes some swings at it, but whiffs right through it each time. But she just keeps keeps swinging. Never mind that it God, doesn't look this like... Is, it this doesn't is look one of those moments where it's like, oh, God, they did not have a ball on a on a pole yeah like it was awkward. no they're just like pretend you're swinging at something and we'll we'll figure it out mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it didn't look punchable at all and, and she is not looking at it she just kept going she, for like, it she is very pointedly not looking at yeah, it. yeah the eye contact makes all the difference <laughs> um but she keeps keeps taking swings at it whizzes through it every time and it grabs her around the waist as it comes up behind her and it seems to squeeze very tightly. Yeah. As we cut to the car. Where Xander, Anya, and Dawn are headed back to the house. Dawn's in the back seat. And they're hassling Xander to drive faster. And, you know, that's fair. Go faster. It's an emergency. I don't know what the fuck you guys think you're going to do when you get there, but okay. Right. He's like, it's fine. Willow and Terra are doing a spell to make the ghost more corporeal so Buffy can fight it. I mean, I really wish they had just given Xander one line like, oh, I'm stuck behind this cop or something. Right. Or like, I think it would have been better of him saying something about his car just being too shitty to go that fast. Right. Like, something. No, the pedals to the floor. This is a small car. Something yeah. like that. I'm already going 50 in a 30. You know, yeah. Yeah. something. Whatever. We cut back to the magic box where Willow and Tara are doing their spell. Oh, yeah. They're chanting. It's all magic-y and, and mystical and witchy and Blah, all that blah, stuff, blah. Yeah. Make this thing solid <laughs> or something. Make my liquid poo into a solid they, one. I do want to say the, the writers get pretty creative with the chanting and whatnot though yeah like, it, it sounds legit pretty solid it's pretty legit and i wonder if they reference any uh you know actual no idea. old texts or anything no idea if there's any occult base in them or if they're just making shit up 
Anyway, back in Buffy's room. Yeah, it's funny that they're trying to make this thing corporeal because I don't know. This thing seems to be pretty good at being selectively, at selectively making itself hard. Well, I mean, the the thing is, is like they want it to be corporeal so she can kill it. Yeah, but it can already do that on its own. Like for a ghost, it can touch things pretty well. Well, yeah. Maybe um, it's about making it so that it can't be incorporeal. Yeah. Taking away its option. And again, that, that makes sense. Um, I'm with you there. Uh, Buffy gets knocked onto the bed, falls on the other side, pulls an axe out from under the bed, because we all know we keep axes under the bed. If When you're the Slayer, you fucking do. Yeah. And uh, we see Willow and Tara chanting some more. Buffy starts swinging at it again uh, with the axe this time, and it taunts her. Some more Xander and Anya and Dawn run in uselessly yeah. again. What did they think they were going to do? Exactly. Buffy tells them to fuck off. Willow finally achieves the spell to make it solid. She's like, Tara, I got wood. <laughs> She's like, oh, baby, the oh, vi- baby. The mystical Viagra worked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so- now this ghost is all hard. Oh, God. The moment the ghost is corporeal, it doesn't last long. All dressed down and nowhere to go. Buffy. It, uh, it's Once it's corporeal, it gets to hit Buffy one time. One time. One that's, time that's it's all dead. you get. And then Buffy <laughs> lobs its head right the fuck off. Uh, Dawn, Xander, and Anya watch as Buffy lobs its head off with the axe. Nice, efficient work. Yeah. Dawn quips. That's probably the sort of thing I'm not supposed to see, right? <laughs> Yeah, she's and like, getting it. She's a, getting it. A, what the fuck? Why did they even bother coming here? <laughs> but B, also, like, the moment, the moment that it was revealed, oh, the demon has to go uh, go kill Buffy. It's like, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Right? Have fun. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. She's, she's the slayer and she's depressed. You're just going to give her something <laughs> to engage in. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a you're just a handy distraction. You're to, about you know, to make her fucking day. Escapism. You're the escapism <laughs> for the evening. <laughs> Thank you. So next morning outside of Buffy's house, uh, Buffy chases after Dawn, looking more like Joyce than ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I could think was, wow, she's really grown into this kind of motherly character. Because she's chasing after Dawn with a sack lunch. Yeah, she made her lunch. That's sweet, though. Yeah, it is. And Dawn seems very touched. They hug. Buffy's annoyed that Dawn asks if she's okay. I mean, I I get being annoyed. I get being annoyed by that. Uh, but she's obviously not okay. But also, like, whenever you're going through anything, everyone's fucking asking you, are you okay? Are you okay? When my dad... My dad was sick and dealing with all that. Like the amount of people is, is your dad okay? Is your dad okay? Is your, it's like I'm. You get fucking tired of. And like, the problem with that normally is that most people don't actually intend right. to sit and listen to you exactly. for any real amount of time about why you're not okay. Yeah. Um. They don't want to hear the answer. They just want you to say, yeah, I'm fine. I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there. They want to feel like they did their duty and walk away. But these people, every single one of the Scooby gang um, are actually holding space for her to talk about it if she wants to talk about not being okay. Although 
Dawn is maybe, you know, not choosing the exact right time because, hey, bitch, go to school. She kind of has to go <laughs> to school right now. Not great timing. But it's it's. I feel like it's one of those moments, again, where if only she would tell the truth. Yeah. We might make a little more progress a little more quickly, but then there would be no plot. Right. Or at least not, certainly not the plot that we have. It just hurts. It would have gone an entirely different direction very quickly. Um, But Dawn gives her the old, oh, everybody just cares about you so much and wants you to be happy. Hap, 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 (laughs) happy. Stiff upper lip, which is true. Um, uh, not sure that that helps much right. here. Um, maybe Buffy should take some unsolicited advice from her kid sister, though. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm i not a huge fan of the way she interprets it because we cut to the magic box. We cut to the magic box where Buffy uh, proceeds to thank all of them for bringing her back. She outright lies and says that she was in hell. You know the worst part about it? Hmm. She doesn't say a thing about Willow wearing a carpet as a shirt. She wearing a carpet as a shirt? Did you see that shirt, I Rex? did not. It's, it's a shag carpet, it. man. It's I'll, have, I'll have to go back Take a look. shag carpet, stick a head hole in it, <laughs> make a poncho out of it. That's what she's wearing. I'll have to go back and look at that. <laughs> it's oh, fucking man. nuts. It's red, though. <laughs> That makes it better. <laughs> no, I mean it, the fact that it's fabulous is what makes it better. <laughs> it's fucking fabulous. So <laughs> the fact that the costumer chose this episode in this moment to put her in that shirt. And they're in California. What do you expect? And not a time where she could have made a fucking quip about it. I'm very upset about that. I think the next time that she wears it should be like when. There's some super dramatic, important shit going on. Like right now. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Buffy uh, marched right in there and lied straight to their faces that she was in hell and you brought me me back, blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much. Big, amazing group hug. Um, So happy. Buffy's pretty blank-faced about it, though. Actually, she kind of winces a little. Yeah. But I guess in a good way. Couldn't really tell, uh, yeah. you know, it, when you've got Xander's armpits right over your face <laughs> like that. I hope he had good deodorant. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, she decides to step outside, finding Spike hiding in the shade in the alleyway. He's going to come in and, and say hi to everyone. But, you know, he, he saw that there was an emotional moment. And he doesn't like emotions. He wouldn't want to be there. Yeah, super friends, super friends. (laughs) Yeah, he he overheard super friends having a big, warm, and fuzzy moment, and she says she came out to be alone. He gets up, to his credit, to leave and respect her wishes. Yeah. and Without question. He gets as far as, you know, the sun. The sunlight, (laughs) and remembers he's a vampire as if he'd forgotten for just a moment already, even though they just had a short conversation about it. Yeah. And she says she can be alone with him here. Why not? I mean, he's he's dead anyway. So, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, he's basically only a thing. His his <laughs> response, he sarcastically is like, oh, thanks ever so. <laughs> and so does that mean she doesn't think of him as a person? He's just empty noise to her? Or 
that she accepts his present as less intrusive because secret sh- secretly she loves him. She doesn't love him. She never <laughs> loves him. I mean, even in the end, the very fucking last, last. I don't remember season. that. Okay, I'm going to find out organically. Okay, she doesn't love him. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so yeah, probably more of the empty noise thing, even though. He's really doing up this fucking role. Yeah. And they're really there's there's maybe not everything there to love, but there's something there to love. Yeah. Um, even though boy, he sure was a creep bag for like a whole season. Not counting all of the times before I just that. Thought of something funny. Not counting all the times before that where he was just an outright fucking villain. I just thought of something funny. You know the phrase, oh, she just wants a warm body? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He's not even that. (laughs) He's not even a warm body. She just wants a tepid body. Yeah. It's a, he's like a lizard. He's whatever temperature the room is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Having sex with that would be fucking creepy. Could be a little weird. Could be a little weird. Um, So uh, he just still decides to ask her the question one more time. Buffy. Are you okay? And uh, at the very least, out of absolutely everyone who asks him, who uh, out of absolutely everyone who asks her that, he genuinely sounds the most. I want to hear what your fucking answer is. The most is. interested in getting a real answer out of her. Yeah, yeah. And she finally lets it out. She was in heaven. Yeah, complete, or or at least a place that she assumes is heaven. She, she describes this feeling complete, happy, fulfilled, knew everyone that she loved was all right, warm, etc. Completely at peace. Yep. And then she got ripped screaming back into the world and everything is bright, cold, and coarse. It's hell in comparison. She lives in hell. Um, and then pointedly tells Spike not to fucking tell anybody. She walks away, leaving Spike there speechless. They can never know. Never. That doesn't last. Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, 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 give me more! Night, I shall give, walk give, in here. Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? Yeah. How'd you feel about this episode, Josh? I liked it. I liked it. It was a little slow. I but I like that they're varying up the pacing. If it weren't for the fact that the uh the scene with Buffy yelling at him and Anya cutting the cutting her face, like those moments <laughs> were so so fucking intense. Yeah. Like if those weren't here, it would have been such a shitty monster of the week episode. Oh right. But like I think they really needed to up it a little bit and make it feel like there was real stakes, like show that no Anya was injured by being possessed. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, there could have been some improvements, but other than that, it was pretty good. Like for, for kind of an episode where it's all just let's deal with emotion shit going on and there's not really harder quotes plot. Like it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I always want to say something about character development 
that everybody's evolved like a full 360 like yeah. twice at this point it's kind of hard to tell what's character development anymore well like uh at this point tara's like fully in the group yeah like, full-on in the group i like you don't feel at all that she's any level of an outsider um the fact that there's potentially something gonna happen with buffy and spike doesn't feel fucking awful out of place Mm -hmm. like even the interactions with spike and the scooby gang although they don't really happen in this episode so much but like it's he doesn't even feel that out of place anymore and no, no, he doesn't. Also, I do want to add that um, a lot of the interactions of the Scooby gang towards Dawn treated Dawn as a character like a fucking person. Yeah. Like, there's still a little bit of they're, they're treating her like a child, but she is still a child to an extent. So, like, that makes some sense. But they're not treating her like a fucking object. So, yeah, that's... Excellent character development, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because they used to just completely ignore her outright. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. And, yeah, I didn't even notice that. They just actually, you know, and that's probably a byproduct, or at least that's good storytelling um, to imagine that as a byproduct of Buffy having been gone for several months. Right. Um, and everybody really needed to take up the mantle of caring for Dawn. Yeah. Without Buffy there. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, there were a lot of languishing, like we said at the beginning, languishing yeah. um, emotional scenes that I thought they nailed. And they, they nailed some of the creepy parts. But yeah, all I can really think of improvement wise is more stakes. Yeah. For the, for the monster of the week portion of the episode. Other than that, I think this is a, a high quality episode. Um, yeah. We're just starting to wind down a little bit, and that's they're keeping good, um, good plot pacing with the season arc. Yeah, well done. Good job. Good job. Do you have a quote of the day, Rex? I okay. I'm gonna go in a different direction than I usually would go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give my quote of the day to the line that. Uh, Buffy gives when the the demons like uh, making Buffy appear in Willow and Tara's room that like that whole that whole spiel because like that was intense which part the um what did you do do you know what you did you're like children you're giving it to apparition Buffy yeah okay because like it's just that's it that's fucking intense and it like it's like it was feeding on their insecurities. Yeah. It's like it knew what they didn't want to hear. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's important. But also just the delivery that Sarah Michelle Geller gives that line. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what's your quote of the day? Probably the best chuckle that I got out of this episode was... Anya says Dawn's too young for coffee. Dawn turns around white-eyed to the group. Idiot! Anya says, you can have my coffee. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> was, that was pretty good. I it's, it's such a dumb moment. 
It is, but like, but Anya, it's pure Anya. <laughs> Anya was gonna get my quote of the day no matter what because yeah. she was the only comedic relief throughout the yeah, episode. Yeah, she's kind of really taken that role over from Xander a bit. Yeah, Xander's just not that funny anymore. No, he's really not. No. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this has been another episode of Beer with Buffy. Uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I mean, X. No, you don't. <laughs> follow us on that dead platform. Yeah, dead platform. Or uh, don't. Or don't. You know what? Yeah, don't, it doesn't, don't, it don't doesn't matter. About it. it doesn't matter. We should probably just start up a TikTok and an Instagram yeah. and call it a fucking day. Right. Or hell, we're probably better off making a Threads account. <laughs> I've never even heard of that one. It's the it's the uh, new social media that Zuckerberg is making. Uh, you have to have it, it's tied with Instagram, but it's basically meant to be the replacement for Twitter because Twitter's going down the toilet. Noted. Yeah, it's called Threads. Okay. Uh, anyway, you can message us on on Twitter. Or Facebook. Uh, you can also give us an email, beerwithbuffy at gmail.com, if you'd like to get a hold of us. Uh, as always, you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail or a text at our, our number, 269-743-0783. If you'd really like to support our show, a uh, number of ways that you can do that. Uh, the number one way you can do that is give us a review on iTunes. If you do that and you send us proof of your review, we will... Give you a sticker for free, and after 75 uh, reviews total, which we're up to 63 or something. Uh, I want to say like 68. We're in the 60s. Yeah, we're, 63. We're, you're right. You're right. We're we're in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, once we get up to 75 reviews, we will be raffling off a hoodie to all people who have reviewed us. If you've reviewed us, you're in the running for that. Not raffling, door prize. Or yeah, raffles are illegal. Can't do that. Are they? Yeah, there's just something about it. I don't know. It, it's it's gambling. It's legally gambling. Well, we're giving away a free hoodie. Give, That's it's what a giveaway. matters. It's, it's a, give, a giveaway. It's fine. Um, and of course, we will always review, uh, read your review on the air. If you'd like to more directly support us, you can do that on Patreon. Become one of our executive doodle doos. We'll read your name on the air as well. If you'd like to own some of our merch, you can do that at beerwithbuffy.com slash shop. And as always, thank you very much to JJ Treadway for opening, closing, transition music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Have a good night. Thanks ever so. I really... Okay. Are the nipples the conduit or the source of the emotions? Why don't you come over here and find out the hard way? You have a sacred birthright. You were chosen to destroy vampires, not to wave pom poms at people. Sense. Common sense. Common sense. Common sense. Common sense. Common sense.
by everything you've ever dreaded was under your bed, but told yourself couldn't be by the light of day. One girl in all the world. Nonsense. One girl in all the world. Nonsense. What have we done? Why are we watching this? <laughs>